Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. And this week, my goodness, this week, (laughs) November has arrived and it has come in like a lion, at least for me. I hope that your week has been less stressful. Uh, this week has been a roller coaster, to say the least. But November offers a whole new set of learning and skill building opportunities for us and for the kids in our lives, whether you're a teacher, a parent, a caregiver. We have so many new experiences to offer the kids in our lives. We can talk about fall, we can talk about Thanksgiving and being thankful. And I think this year of all years is the perfect opportunity to focus on gratitude and acts of kindness and positivity. And one of the ways that we can do that is by calming the chaos. It is officially here. Tomorrow is my birthday. And for me, being the first week of November, it has always, ever since I was a little kid, symbolized the start of the holiday season. And again, this has been one weird week, but it's going to be an even weirder holiday season. One like we've never experienced before. And it's going to come with its own unique chaotic experiences and moments for stress and frustration and meltdowns. And we're going to need to offset those in ways we have never had to do before. And so... I want to offer some ways that you can do this. I want to offer some ways this week that you can calm the chaos. Now, this doesn't just have to be for holiday-specific time. You can take some of these ideas and use them throughout the year to prevent chaos from occurring. And once you put these ideas in place, you will be able to pull on these ideas again and again and again to eliminate that chaos or reduce those meltdowns. Kids go into chaos or create chaos or have meltdowns for all kinds of reasons exhaustion, frustration, boredom, fear, you name it. 
But we can, as adults, alleviate these things for kids. And depending on the situation, whether it's because they're experiencing cabin fever, as we're going to start to experience as we go into the winter and the cold, cold months, or it's the holidays that have already come and gone, or those that are about to visit us in the coming weeks and months, we or you know the kids in our lives or your lives best, and you know what their triggers are, and actually that is one of the biggest keys to preventing a meltdown is, <coughs> excuse me, knowing what triggers the kids in your life. So does being overtired trigger them? Then we're going to want to offset them getting tired, which can also mean preventing them from getting bored. And the way we are going to avoid them getting overtired or them getting bored is either A, regulating the amount of physical activity they do at once. So if you're spending lots of time outside, you're going to want to watch for them to start to burn out. And when you start to notice that, you're going to want to offer them a different kind of an activity. So, for example, today is a beautiful day. It's sunshiny. It's warm. The leaves are falling. It's a great day to get the kids outside. But that fresh air can make all of us tired really quickly. And it can come out of nowhere. And so... You might want to set a time limit and give them that time limit up front. Okay, we're going to go outside, we're going to play, we're going to go for a walk, whatever the activity is that has caught their attention. But we're only going to do it for X amount of time, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. You can judge that based on knowing the child or children you are dealing with and what their exhaustion limits are. One of the other ways that you can calm the chaos is by mitigating bickering or outright arguments and fights amongst multiple children. So this is helpful for if you have a classroom full of kids or more than one child of your own or more than one child in your care. And you can do that by reinforcing and using conversations, keeping communication and conversations going and making sure that everyone feels seen and heard and included in whatever the activities are that are going on. Believe it or not, that simple little 
effort really can avoid a meltdown amongst kids of a wide range of ages. Most times, especially when kids get in a group, they start to feel forgotten or left out or like they don't have a role in the activity that is going on. And most times that is what kids are searching for. They are searching for that feeling that they have a place. They want to be included. They want to be acknowledged. And when we do that, they maintain control of their thoughts, their feelings, their needs, and the ways that they express those things. And so that is really key, is making sure that the kids are seen, heard, and that their feelings and needs are acknowledged. Another great way I find to avoid meltdowns is to give kids responsibilities. Give them a role to play in the day-to-day activities that are going on. Now, that may mean a role in putting together a family gathering. Those family gatherings are going to probably be much smaller this year, but this is a win-win situation because if you normally as the adult take on all of the prep for an event like that and you try to get it all done yourself, let the kids help. They can fold napkins. They can learn how to set table settings. They can help do the cooking. Yes, it does require letting go of our need to control situations and do everything ourselves because kids aren't going to be necessarily as neat or as speedy as we would be doing specific chores or tasks. But it's a learning opportunity for them. And as they accomplish something, they're going to feel good about themselves and probably even brag to the other participants a little bit that, hey, I helped mom cook or I helped dad set the table or I created decorations for the meal room or whatever the case may be or further on into the holiday season, I helped set up the Christmas tree or the decorations for the entire house or kids really do enjoy these things. They enjoy being creative and engaging in tasks where they can express themselves and show off their skills and their knowledge. And so by even giving kids a task of decorating If you decorate for the holidays, they take great pride and great joy in that, especially if they get to create uh, individual decorations themselves. It can be something as simple as a tree ornament or a wall hanging. I'm thinking of all of these 
keepsake holiday decorations that I made when I was a kid that for years and years and years were on display in the house that I grew up in. And, you know, the older you get, the sillier they seem. But at the time that I made them in my childhood, I was proud of them because I actually created them and then got to display them, which again makes kids feel a part of the experience and the activity. So allowing kids to have responsibility and to learn or to experience something new is a way that you can prevent them from having a meltdown or from being bored because you know we take day-to-day chores for granted now if we insist that a kid does something yeah of course they're gonna throw a fit they're gonna protest they're gonna say I don't want to do that but if they ask or we ask them for their help they then feel useful and they feel independent and they feel that they are being of in, uh, assistance and have been taken on a role of importance. And it takes stress off of our plate because it's one less thing we have to do in our daily to-do list that for all of us seems never ending. So one of the other ways, especially as we go into, which I feel like is something this year that we have already experienced so much of, but as we end up spending more time indoors, in this case because the weather is going to get colder and it's not going to be as pleasant to be outside this is a great way to keep the kids from experiencing boredom and boredom leads to frustration and frustration leads to meltdowns and acting out so the way that i encourage people to offset this, avoid it, and walk it back as it begins to happen is by using invitations. What is an invitation? An invitation is a experience. So it can be an experiment. It can be a chore. It can be a task. It can be an art activity, it can be a sensory experience, it can be a physical activity. Kids need outlets for their energy. And I did a training on this earlier this year about how to show kids and help kids channel their physical, mental, and emotional energy which helps them avoid feeling the need 
to melt down or act out. So keeping that in mind, offering opportunities for kids to channel their energy helps avoid negative experiences and negative reactions. If you go through and you listen to the different episodes that I've done, one of the things that I talk about quite a bit or I reference quite a bit is make-believe play or pretend play. Kids love to assume roles and they like to practice skills that go with those roles. And as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking of the role of a farmer and the role of a gardener and the role of a baker or a chef, two things that I have done a whole lot of during all of this quarantine, social distancing time that has gone on. Um, And it's been a lot of fun and it's been a new set of skills that I've learned. But these are things that kids can do that we as adults can do with kids that they get to help mom or dad or teacher or caregiver accomplish something but they're learning at the same time. So letting kids bake or cook, they're learning to follow directions, they're practicing measuring, which is math. They're practicing science to see how different ingredients come together to create something else. Dough is a really great experience for this. Whether you make bread rolls, or you make cinnamon rolls, or you make, um, I'm trying to think of any of the other things that I have baked that involved dough this winter. I've made a lot of it, but it's a great experience to take kids through to show them that you start off with ingredients first. And as you mix those ingredients together, they form something new. And then that something new goes even further and becomes a finished product. This is a lot of fun for kids to watch and to experience because of the different smells and sights and textures that are involved in the entire process. It's hands-on, it's eye-hand coordination, it's listening skills, it's all kinds of things. If you have the opportunity to do so, engaging in a gardening activity, that could be something as simple as growing plants indoors and Again, if you grow herbs indoors, you can use those all year round 
and then the kids get a double whammy of excitement, exploration, and pride because they then can take the herbs that they have cared for and planted and grown and harvested and use them in different recipes and they can give them to other people as gifts. Homemade gifts is another one. You know, a lot of us might not be getting together this holiday season. And so shipping gifts, homemade gifts, is a great way for kids to be creative. (laughs) Excuse me, I apologize for that. They get to create something and then they get to share it and then they get to experience other people's reactions. Again, coming back to those homemade decorations, they could ship decorations to family members that they're not going to get to see for the holidays. All of these things allow kids to express themselves and learn at the same time that calms the chaos and prevents the chaos as well as prevents the emotional meltdowns. And again, invitations are very simple to set up. They can be verbal. As simple as saying, hey, let's go do fill in the blank. Let's go bake. Let's go on a walk. Let's go put together and carry out a scavenger hunt. All of these activities that you can engage kids in that gets them excited to do something and then along the way they have all these new experiences you know a fun one right now is the leaves are all falling let them rake up the leaves let them jump in the piles let them stuff the bags let them build with the bags how fun would it be (laughs) to build a fort with bags full of leaves that they did the work to fill. Yes, with help, because it's very labor intensive, but the idea is that they're participating and they're helping out and they're engaging in teamwork to get something like that done. So, There are all kinds of fun ways that you can get active and get some fresh air and learn something new or or build a new set of skills. You can use natural materials to do experiments. You can learn about wildlife. You can do all of these fun things. You can learn about, you know, Thanksgiving, which is right around the corner here, offers all these opportunities to learn about cultures and why we celebrate Thanksgiving and where it comes from and how it's changed, which gets into history and culture. And again, comes back to food and cooking and all of these different experiences that we take for granted that kids don't automatically have. That we as adults have had and can share with kids that they will find interesting and exciting. 
you can learn all kinds of fun things about trees and the life cycles of trees and why leaves grow and then fall off trees and that's a life cycle and learning about why that process happens. I've talked in the past about the differences between trees and why some things grow on some trees and not on others. Acorns, pine cones, maple syrup. I'm surrounded by trees right now that give off all of those things, but they all have processes and reasons and purposes. And it would be a fun experience for kids to learn those things. There are things that we as adults take for granted because let's be honest, we have lost most of us that childlike wonder about the simple things and we just go through day-to-day -day tasks just to get things done. Whereas kids find these things interesting and exciting and they see them as challenges to try to learn something new. And so I encourage you to set up invitations and take this time to engage with kids in experiences and learning and building new skills for both them and for you. I remember every day having new experiences with the kids that would be students in my classes because you get to experience everyday things through their eyes and that is true not just for young children but for older children as well you know older children today spend a lot of time on screens and so if we can get them more engaged in having real life ex experiences that offer up an opportunity to learn you will see them grow and change and mature and gain knowledge through these experiences. So that's what I have for you this week. If you would like some help getting started in setting up and learning more about invitations, I encourage you to reach out to me. You can find me at thecreativecampusonline.com. It is a new space that I have set up where I offer live classes where you can interact with me live in real time, ask your questions, share your activity ideas with me and a group of other people, and we can learn with and from each other. So I hope you will participate in that experience and the other experiences you will find at thecreativecampusonline.com. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you will come back next week when I will have another fun learning and skill building topic to cover. I hope the weather will be this beautiful still and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.